0: nice you know know. i'm like you know yeah yeah, i'm not really objective on the subject (laughs) yeah i i know the bug as well i got it like early on too and uh yeah uh it's hard to stop (laughs) yeah I, I love scratching too. So that's why, you know, I'm continuing to do that. I'm scratching, I'm doing jabs, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> so yeah, I never stop. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a, a big level, but you know, I, I loved it. And each time I can just scratch around with uh, with peeps, it's always a, a pleasure and uh, to share time and, uh, and a few techniques and, uh, and to see how this guy or that girl i mean more more these guys huh? of course obviously uh are you know leveling up or changing the sounds they are doing and or they're evolving it's really interesting to to share and uh, spend time together always i, I love it yeah also. so
1: and um yeah
0: oh, sorry please
1: oh no no no! i was gonna say just from like when i started scratching too like the evolution of like the scratch like i remember when it was like you know it was like ah uh, you're only a real scratcher if you could crap scratch you know what I mean and then it was like you're only a real scratch DJ if you can auto bond yeah. you know or like it was like this whole every year there was like a new scratch and it was just like kind of like this whole like oh you had to be able to do this scratch to the, be like the, the dopest. <laughs> yeah oh, what was the other one I can't even remember was it wasn't, wasn't double click flares but it was around there I don't know but yeah. yeah. I still I'm get good. people that will come up to me and be like, cool. Can you crab scratch? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> and like, so you, you get a <laughs> lot of a uh, question like that? Like, uh, can you? Oh, scratch? all the time. Oh, oh yeah. All what? the time. Okay. They're like, are you like a real DJ or are you like, you know, especially because now it's like, you know, when you play out, like half the time I'm on controllers, not by choice, but it's just what the venues have. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I love the Rev 7 that's my baby. That, that, that is by choice. Yes. That one is by choice. But, um, it's so dope. But some of the other ones I have to play on, you know, um, you know, so people, you just get a lot of people up there that don't really know what they're talking about either. So they just True. hear what they hear True. and they're like, oh, well, can you crab scratch? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, uh, p- these people that are asking these questions are more like outside people from Oh yeah, outside yeah, people, yeah, 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 yeah okay. not real, no, not
1: real DJs, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay, yeah, no. okay, DJs, you yeah. You <laughs> threw me somehow because I was like, okay, but
1: you know, she's a good DJ actually, so it's weird questions <laughs> I <know>. right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> not the DJs, it's like the the connoisseurs, the people that are just like kind of there, and just know a little bit through friends, I'm guessing, you know. <laughs> So you know, I
0: know. So I mean, yeah. that's the question.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, exactly. So, um, about uh, your DJ career, are you more open format, as we say, or you have a specific genre, or what do you do? I'm definitely
1: more open format. Um, if it was up to me, I would play like Latin mixed with like dancehall and Afrobeat always, but it's a little bit of a niche scene for that. So it's it's more like you know open format, old school hip hop kind of, kind of jam. Nice. Nice. So, and, uh,
0: so um, did the, the scene started again now in the uh, U S because uh, you know, what happens the last three years, uh, <laughs> you know, that virus, uh, oh, one virus <laughs> that stopped the no, whole world <laughs> and uh, shut down every venue and stuff. Uh, how do you cope with that?
1: You know, I was one of the rare few that like, I got pretty lucky. Like I started working like in restaurants and like right after, like right after our first lockdown, um, in like June of 2022 or 2021, 2020 shit. I had like a couple of restaurants that I used to DJ at pre pandemic. And then they were like, Hey, we're so sick of our playlist. Can you please come in and DJ? Please come in. We'll even hide you. I had one place that would hide me in the back. I'm not even kidding because we weren't allowed to have people in there that weren't working, you know? And um, so I pretty much worked like that whole summer, like after those two months shutdown, then I worked that whole summer. And then um, I worked through the fall and then we had another shutdown. And then from January on of, of 2021, I, I haven't stopped working. Oh, nice. So, I was one of the rare ones that I didn't get the break like everyone else. Like I worked through most of it, you know?
0: So yeah, you, you didn't have that much time to create new stuff or
1: to reflect on you or your life? No, no, <laughs> I didn't. And then I lived with like three other DJs. So we were just constantly like streaming too. So you know what I mean? Like we had like three different rooms set up of just like DJ setups. And we were just, all three of us were constantly streaming. Oh so we would God. just join in on each other's sessions all the time. It was fun <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, it was before Twitch. This was when it was still like Instagram. Oh, the, oh, the very oh. beginning of, of like streaming, you know?
0: Wow. So you were streaming on the on the uh, for every end of the day,
1: like a few hours with uh, the yep. The few yeah, or and... just like people hitting me up that like, hey, we're doing this event. Can you like play for thirty minutes, twenty minutes, you know? And then they would just kick you off a hundred times. And then you would just keep signing back on and doing that. But yeah, I didn't even get a chance to get into Twitch because I was working. True. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Twitch wish I works. did
1: though. <laughs> yes. Swiss... Sorry, go on. No, 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 please, please, please. Oh, I was gonna say there's these switch DJs, they're still going strong. I'm like, man, I wish I would have got into it when you know everyone else was getting into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I really wonder right now if they still have the same audience or did oh, they ma- did they manage to to have uh you know appointments, even though now people can go out and listen to live as well. So
1: yeah, I think some of them are still pulling pretty big numbers, like from what I've seen. Uh some of the DJs, I mean, obviously not like pre-pandemic numbers, but mm. or pandemic numbers, I'd say. Um, but I see like craze oh, still yeah. going live And I love for me, it's I love it. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna go clean my house now. I'm gonna go do this. Like, I, I love when anybody goes live because it's, it's to me. It makes it so much more accessible. I can put it on in my car. I can do you know, go for a walk and listen to it. It's true, it's lovely. True. You can you it can have it a, on
0: the back and work or do whatever you like. And you you have a literally. nice DJ in your living room or whatever whatever you. Yeah, like.
1: I'm like doing laundry, hearing good tunes. I'm like this is great, <laughs> you know. I'm laundry with DJ
0: Craze Yes, there you
1: go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's really classy actually
1: I like it a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but i mean yeah that, i mean we're talking about uh, a big 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 you know uh player yeah. in the scene so i mean i'm not too worried about him especially but more for about the smaller, the smaller. DJs that uh that started uh, streaming uh, a lot during pandemic and uh, i'm i'm really wondering now where where they're at. And I'm hoping they have live gigs too, because uh, now it's a bit like uh, everybody wants to play in the same time. It's a bit of a rush right now. I, I don't know if, you, if it's the same in the US, but uh, here it's a bit like this. So you have uh, events every, every day with at least three, four people playing every day,
1: every, all the time. So All day, every day. All day, every day. And for me right now, it's like, I've never been able to like say no to more gigs in my life because I just have too many. And I never thought that that would be a problem. It's, and it's not really like a problem, but there's just, there's so much going on that like, I'm constantly calling everybody else. And I'm just like, Hey man, can you do this gig? Can you do this gig? Like I'm already triple booked today. Like, can you do this gig? So again, not mad about it at all. Like I'm happy with the surplus yeah of course but now I've got I got people coming up to me too being like hey can you help me get some gigs and I was always on the other side of it you know what I mean Mm. like I always had more gigs traveling and less around like the LA area they were always like all over the states or Europe or whatever and now I'm like I can't even get out of like my little area that I live in (laughs) like I live in Venice Beach like I'm just like packed and like like booked like crazy over here you know
0: and you would like to travel a bit more
1: um I'm actually okay. I'm okay not traveling as much right now. It's kind of nice to like not have to deal with airplanes and airports and all that right now. I can imagine. So I'm kind of, I'm like a once a month or now as opposed to like, you know, going for like three weeks a month, you know? Oh,
0: wow. So how was that life? I mean, did you have that experience for a long time?
1: I did because I toured with a couple artists. Um, I toured with this British rapper, Lady Sovereign. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah. So I did a like four or five years on and off with her, some pretty big tours, huge festivals, um, a lot of that. And it was just, it was just amazing. And, it, you know, I loved every second of it, but you know, at the end of it, like you're, you're a little tired because you're just going, you're going, you're going, you're going. And it's like, because at the time I was living in Chicago, they would just, it'd be cheaper for them to fly me back to Chicago than to like um, put me up in a hotel in between gigs you know and then pay your know, like day off fee and stuff so then i'd fly back for like two three days and then fly back to europe and then fly back and then i i was djing in china a lot then too i like then i'd go do like a month in shanghai and then you know then we got a gig we got a ton of gigs in australia and then we're in europe so it was just like it was a lot but it was it was worth every second of it you know but it, it was it was a little tiring
0: yeah i can imagine i mean you mm-hmm. did gets much sleep. <laughs> no, so, no uh,
1: but, but it was, it was, again, it was worth every second. I loved every second of it.
0: What, what did you, uh, took from that moment
1: for, for that period of your life, the, the touring life? Uh, I tried to just enjoy it as much as I could. I tried to get out as much as I could and see what I can. But like when you're When you're in that lifestyle, like all you're seeing is like airports, venues, hotels, tour bus, you know what I mean? Like you're not really getting to see as much as you'd like. But again, I tried to take as much as I could from the experience, the crowds, like playing like these massive festivals, like Reading and Leeds and like, you know what I mean? Like huge festivals in Australia and um, just to to take in that energy from like having a massive crowd and, and their reaction, you know? I imagine. Wow. Kind like, of a blast coming, in, <laughs> coming at you. There's not even words for it. They're, yeah.
0: Wow. So uh, did you have the a bit of time to, to dig a bit? And do you like digging? Like vinyls or
1: records? <sighs> not really. Um, I, you know, I started with vinyl. And then I was like one of the like first DJs on Final Scratch and back in the day. So once I kind of went digital, I was like, oh man, I'm so glad to not carry records around anymore and I can get all the tunes that I want. <laughs> I kind of didn't have the attachment to the vinyl like I, like I used to and like digging and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, I missed it. That was like the best part about traveling is when you could find new music, stuff you didn't have. But once I was ready to go digital, I was like, I was ready. I was just happy to not carry around that record back anymore, you know? Getting budget as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: So heavy. <laughs> so- I mean, I'm only 5
1: two. I'm I'm tiny too. So it's like it was it was a lot on the shoulder. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, already yeah. So so did you travel with the uh, the whole gear like turntables, mixer? No, no, just records.
1: Uh, I would oh. always travel with my mixer too. Always have my mixer on me because my writer would always say at the time like it was you know a rain fifty six. Uh, They would always say they were going to have it. And then I'd get there and they wouldn't have it, you know, plus you had to travel with a Serato box plus, you know what I mean? Like you had to travel with everything then already. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember going from the 56 to then the 909, then the 57. Cause if not, like you were just getting, you'd get to a gig and there'd be a mixer with no crossfader curve. And it's like, okay, so you want me to perform and you want me to scratch and you want me to juggle, but I can't, I have no curve, you know? And now it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, that's kind of what I do, <laughs> like you know? So it's not like now where everything is set pioneer. Back then it was like, you'd show up to a gig and there'd be like a Vestex mixer or there'd be a Newmark mixer or there'd be, you know, a Gemini mixer. Like you kind of never knew what you were going to get or you'd show up and they'd have that, that Vestex, the, dial, the rotary dial one. And I was like, bro, I can't mix on this, you know? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So so, uh, I traveled with my mixer a lot. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wow. So it was a but
1: I mean, Vestex
0: always had like some really good mixers as well, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Vestex were dope. So when you. you But
1: I would always say 90% of the time when I saw a Vestex mixer, the fader was always bleeding. Always. Um, That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's sad. But I did love Vestec mixers. They were fantastic.
0: But the upkeep, yeah. I still have mine.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. I
0: have, two. I have two actually because I love them so much. I, I can't oh. part with them. I mean, I, I'm still scratching on them actually because they are indestructible and I'm really cautious as well. So, and I read all of them. Which, I, which ones do you have? Uh, I have the zero 05 Pro. Oh, 05, four. okay. And the 06 as well. You know, the tiny bottom. Nice. The 05 uh, is a gem. It's such a gem. And it has uh, pads already. So it was the last one and it works a charm. It's still with Serato. So I'm still using it to mix as well. So it's a kind of an old school uh, gear, but it's working like perfectly. So yeah, it's solid.
1: Really, That's a solid setup right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm having the cue points. I can drop stuff. And uh, I'm like, okay. Very nice. I would love to buy myself a new one, of course. But you know, right, right. <laughs> whatever the the finances are, are, and I would, you know, chipping in, say like, okay, let's come, let's have a new one. But I won't sell it anyway. So because I don't, right, right, um, right. <laughs> so nice. So um, uh, so your friends now is shorty, right? So oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So do you see each other a lot? Like you jam together? <laughs> I don't know. No. We live in the same city and we never see each other. I haven't seen her since before the pandemic. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I just, just timing, just all that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, trying to be cautious about health and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, we haven't, but we'll FaceTime here and there and talk like that. So you of see each other without... Physically
0: meeting, okay, okay, okay. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay,
0: cool. Safely, so, so uh, yeah, because she she's like giving a lot of uh, tutorials on YouTube. She's
1: uh, having classes, right, as well. Yeah, she's killing it, Shorty's Shorty. This is her shirt. Scratch like a girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's always killing it. I've never met anybody with a work ethic like like Shorty. It's admirable. <laughs> she's just amazing. Wow. I'm, I will try to get
0: her on the show in a, in a few weeks. <laughs> so
1: yeah, she's she's lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, some friends of mine already met her, and it's. I mean, I know she's a legend, so I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> didn't didn't you get to meet her? I thought you guys no, met no
0: no not yet no no not yet uh, it's uh, La typique from France that
1: went to see her. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad
0: so uh, okay she's a dmc champion i'm not at all so (laughs) so we don't have the same level at all so she's a beast as well so (laughs) and uh, okay she came to us i think just before the pandemic like just right before and she she got to meet her and uh and uh, it had a it seems really really really
1: nice (laughs) so yeah she's she's just lovely she's a wonderful human and she gives the best hugs she's just she's great (laughs) that's cool is she, is she the
0: gene uh still
1: or oh, not i don't know i, I think know. she's she i mean from what i've seen she's still doing quite a bit of uh like she'll do like some smaller like um i know she does like drum and bass shows yeah exactly I don't they're, they're exactly. smaller I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know actually what what the size capacity is but that and i know she's teaching a ton like she's doing um she's doing quite a bit of uh you know, online courses and I know, I think like a lot of private private stuff too. Lessons. Okay. And do you do uh, lessons as well? I do. I do ah. teach lessons. I have ah. quite a few students right now. Uh, some online, some in person. Just kind of whatever is easiest for, you know, the client and whatever they want. I, I find it's a little easier to teach like in person. Um just because I can see when somebody's like, you know, bad habits, it's easier to pick like their bad habits, you know, mm-hmm. if they're like, you know, doing something that we need to fix exactly. here and there. Um, but I, I love teaching online too. I've got some pretty amazing students that have blown my mind that I picked up during the pandemic as well. and they're just like beyond comparable like I can't even comprehend like where they're at right now. Like it's amazing to know that like I taught them, you know. Wow. So it's a good feeling.
0: <laughs> a lot of uh,
1: girls or young girls, you, you had? It's a mix. It's a mix nice. of women and men. A lot of like just kind of older men too. Um, just lovely too. Just it's been such a great experience. I thoroughly enjoy teaching, thoroughly enjoy it. It changes from the time that people were k-
0: kind of keeping everything from this themselves, and now everybody's sharing. <laughs> so
1: right cool. yeah well that's also where I come from you know with people not sharing it feels so good to be able to give that knowledge to people true. you know true it feels what, good
0: what do you like to, to teach the most
1: I like scratching <laughs> you know I just like to teach scratching more than Surprise. you know <laughs> the other part of DJing but, you know most people that's what most people come to me for like Every once in a while, they'll, they'll be like, Hey, like, I want to learn how to drop like an acapella on top of B and kind of do a live mashup, which is also really fun to teach as well. Um, but a lot of, most of the time it's, it's scratching and teaching like patterns to people and then letting them come up with their own patterns and that whole side of it, you know? Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm wow yeah you love teaching so what was the the most surprising thing that happens to you while teaching if you know? i think just just seeing the growth and just seeing how when when you can start to see like that person evolve into like a different dj and um you know like you see them when they they, they can't do a lot and then all of a sudden they're like they've got this whole like scratch bank you know and they're making sentences and they're they're just like blowing your mind, you know? And did you have like some students that
0: were really, really quick doing that? Or, or, does, yeah. or usually does it take for students
1: to get to that point? It, it all depends. Like scratching is all about how much time you put in to it. You know what I mean? Like if you practice a lot, you're going to be dope. If you don't practice a lot, like it's going to kind of show in your skills. Not that you're not dope, but... It's just, especially when you're learning, like when you're learning anything, you gotta, you just got to practice a lot. So I can tell the difference in which DJs were like actually like really practicing and which ones were kind of just like, yeah, I'll practice tonight, you know? Mm. You could see like the growth. True. Um, so it, it really is, again, it's it's how much time you put into it. Like, like anything you do, you know?
0: Exactly. So do you have, I, I don't know, maybe if you can say, I don't know, do you have someone in your uh student roster that is like blowing your mind right now
1: they all are Mm -hmm. in every in all different ways like I have this one girl that just I only see her like maybe once a month and every time I see her I'm just like bro if you practice every day you would be like next level (laughs) like you know what I mean and she just kind of comes in and she just blows me out of the water every time though you know what I mean But, but yeah I mean all of them pretty much like I'm just constantly like, wow, you know, I'm never bored teaching. (laughs) Like, I really enjoy it, you know? That's
0: great. I mean, yeah, come on. It it is a cool work, actually. I mean, some people don't consider that like work, but it is work and time and dedication. But It is really cool and creative. So uh, it's...
1: It's really fulfilling as well on a daily basis. And, uh, yeah. Like I'll go, I'll go to the park sometimes. Cause like, you know, I live in LA. It's beautiful out every day. And I'll see these like trainers out there, like working with clients and they're just like sitting on their phone and they're like messing around. And I'm like, man, I'm so like involved. When my students are like scratching. I'm not like on my phone or like looking at things. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just really passionate.
0: <laughs> no, maybe you just spend time with them and just not- yeah being there but you're really with them so yeah that, that makes a, a difference actually when you 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 have a, a teacher like that that you know i mean you we all re- remember school when you had the the passionate teacher and the one mm-hmm. that was just like you know blah blah, blah. just
1: teaching the stuff yeah yeah <laughs> <Totally. you know? laughs> yeah it's a good way to put it yeah so yeah
0: you have uh, different size of teaching let's say
1: <laughs> yeah
0: very much it's a bit different oh my god that's really good so how do you stay motivated to to continue to create mm-hmm.
1: how do you do that oh oh, oh, oh how do you... i stay motivated oh yeah. um i mean you know it's like everything like you're gonna have ups and downs peaks and valleys uh but for me i try to i try to use instagram for the good and not as in like you know I don't know, some people might find it competitive or be like, oh man, like I need to put out a video doper than that, or this, that, where I'm like the opposite. Like I go there for straight up inspiration. Like I'll go to like my favorite DJ's page or I'll go to phase or I'll go to like, you know, Serato or one of these pages to see somebody to get like inspiration and like, um, you know, just kind of spark that fire. Hmm. Where so, I listen to a lot of DJ mixes, you know, too, like while I'm working out every day, I'm like constantly on Mixcloud and DJ City just to like stay like involved, you know? So, do you have a, someone that is really inspiring you or someone's <laughs> that are really inspiring oh, you right now? There's a gazillion, but DJE's always, um, know. you know. <laughs> yeah. Hello, DJE's. Uh, DJ, uh, Jay Espinosa. Espinosa's like a, you know, he's got like all levels—the the mixing, the scratching, the ever everything. You know, I like a lot of the, a lot of the Red Bull, like the three style type DJs, pretty much. Um, all of them. DJ Emmy too. She's like crushing it now. Like, there's so many good DJs right now. Hmm. Did you consider battling or going into the battling no. scene at some point? I did a little bit in the beginning when I, I don't know, first like four or five years of DJing. And it was funny, the first battle I entered, I actually won for an iPod, a two gig iPod, way back in the days. Uh, But other than that, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's never really been my thing. I get too anxious. So I just don't, I don't know, when you know, you know. So.
0: Do you have a regret with that or not at all? I don't know. Uh,
1: a little bit I wish I would have done it a bit more when I was younger and I had more like fight in me you know what I mean and I I did have something something to prove back then because like I said I won that one battle and I could have taken it farther you know what I mean and then I just kind of didn't so yeah there's a little bit of regret a little bit of regret in there I wish I just had a bit more confidence at that time whereas like now I feel like I have like you know a bit more a bit more confidence but I couldn't take on that anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a lot. It's a lot to go yeah.
0: It's a lot of work. You have to stop everything. You have to work on your set and uh, routine for months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for months. And, yeah. and then you you got into the scene and you have uh, two minutes to five minutes to six minutes, depends on the format and the sure. championship. And then poof, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot. that's a lot to cope with indeed. indeed yeah so uh, um, did you had any uh i don't know weird experiences as a
1: as a woman on the turntables uh not so many weird experiences as like the typical like man's like mm-hmm. you know um it's it's a little less from djs now but, you know, back in the day, it was obviously like DJs being like, oh, let me just plug this Serato box in for you or let me, plug this, let me do this. You know what I mean? Like, as if I have no idea what I'm doing, you know me, I'll just sit back and have a drink, kick and be like, all right, have fun. You know, I'm not going to sit there and argue you. I think <laughs> when I was younger, I would probably argue then. But then more or less now, I more or less get it from um, a lot of sound, sound guys at, at the events, you get like a whole like, no, 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 let me plug this in. Let me do this kind of thing. Um, you know, and that's really it. Other than like the typical, like people requesting music and just being ridiculous. Like nothing, nothing too, too crazy. Okay. Do, do you recall any anecdotes you can
0: share now? Or maybe that struck you, you when, when it happens back
1: in there? I don't know. Um nothing too crazy like I said just mostly like like I had done this it was crazy it was a pride event (laughs) it was like a lesbian party and the sound guy would not let me plug in my serato box like he just wouldn't let me and I was like bro I know what I'm doing like and then sure enough I go to go on because I wasn't able to do the sound check he had everything plugged in wrong (laughs) you know just stuff like that and then I had to go and fix it so it's just kind of like just what it is you know Okay, but
0: nothing like really, let's say, uh, crazy, just random.
1: Oh, I've had, I had like one really crazy event where a promoter, they never picked me up to do this show. I was playing a show in South Carolina. No, sorry, North Carolina. And I was at the hotel waiting to go do sound check. I went to go do sound check and they already had a DJ playing. And then they were like, hey, you're not gonna be able to do sound check. You'll just have to plug in your mixer on the fly. And I was like, fuck, I hate doing that, but okay. Went back to the hotel and then my set was supposed to be at one in the morning. They never came to pick me up. So, I mean, this is back in the days of like flip phones. I'm like calling and I'm, they're not answering and um, I'm just like waiting for them to pick me up and nobody came. So I was just like sitting at the hotel like, what the hell? And the next thing I know, they like came to the room and um, they were telling me they needed the deposit back because I didn't show up. And I was like, "When I called you, you said you were supposed to pick me up. It's in my contract. You're supposed to pick me up." And they were like, "No, we need the con- we need the money back." And then I was like, "How am I going to give you the money back? Like, I don't I don't have it on me, you know?" And I was like, "You need to talk to my booking agent." Blah blah blah. And then they pulled a gun on me. What? <laughs> yeah. They pulled a gun on me and told me if I didn't give them their money back, they were going to wow. kill me. So, obviously, I'm not going to die. So, they took me to an ATM, and at the time, thankfully, you know, I had had separate accounts, so I didn't have much in my, um, you know, checking account. Okay, a couple hundred bucks at the time. This this was like 2007, I think, something around there. And I just gave them whatever was in my my account. It was like five or six hundred bucks. I was just like just take it. Like, thankfully my savings was not attached to it, you know? And I was just ah. like, here, take it. And there was a cab driver and everything. And I told the cab driver, cause then I had to get back in that car. Like, where am I going to go? And I was like, to the cab driver, I was like, you've, you've got like, you, we need to call the cops. Like I just had, I just got robbed, you know? And uh, he was like, I'm not getting involved. Oh and I was just like, all right, just drop me off at the airport. Just drop me off there. And so and when, I remember I was on the phone with Shorty when this had all happened too. So she heard majority of it. Like I left my phone on. And um, when I got to the airport, it like all kind of sunk in that I literally had a gun pointed at me to like empty my bank account. So yeah, that was probably the craziest story I've had. This is a crazy one indeed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, lo- it was a long time ago, but still, yeah. It was nuts. Wow. Yep. And, uh,
0: <laughs> did these people get away with that? Like,
1: So apparently the club owner was a police officer back in the day, so he didn't want any. And these were just some outside promoters. So he didn't want like his name being dragged to the dirt. So my booking agency called the promoter. They were calling the, the club owner. They were trying to get the club shut down, but because this guy used to be a police officer. He was like in with all the cops. So even though I made the complaint, called the cops, did all this stuff, like they they never charged anybody. Wow. Plus I lived in New York. Like I was not going to go back to North Carolina to deal with it. I just wanted it done. I was shook for a while, probably a good three months. Like I, I really didn't even like, even like local gigs, I didn't even want to do. I was pretty scared for a while. I mean, that's, that shit will shake you, you know?
0: Of course. I mean, it's normal, right? Yeah?
1: wow
0: yeah. wow yeah yeah I've had some I've had some pretty crazy gigs out there yeah i was not expecting a story like that to be honest yeah and uh, I'm really sorry that it
1: happened to you seriously wow it's Okay. Um, yeah the craziest part like I said was Shorty was on the phone with me so she kind of heard what was going on and she heard like rustling around and not sure like you know what was going on and I had just bought a brand new MacBook so I was like Oh my god, they're gonna kill me and take my brand new MacBook. Like I'm worried about my MacBook. You know what I mean? In my head, like
0: priorities are shifting when you're in danger, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know. But everything worked out and I was safe. But again, it took me, it took me a while. I know my booking agent at the time had called State Board, looked there, and I think he, I think they ended up getting the club shut down. I'm pretty sure they did. At least they lost their liquor license. Come on. But it, it wasn't even like the owner of the club. It was like these outside promoters they just they didn't make the money they wanted so then they just didn't bring me and then they told the club owner that i left they told him i went to another city to go dj so then he's mad at me and he wanted his money back like it was just all a mess just unorganized people even though and it's like you can have contracts and stuff involved and shit can still go down you know
0: wow and really bad actually wow yeah thanks you, you did, was not injured or uh, yeah, emotionally good. shook yeah. for sure, but uh, <laughs> physically kind of intact. Wow. who hot story. Yeah. Wow. Did it, yeah. Did it, did it, does it happen a lot in US? I don't no. know. I'm just asking no. from
1: you. No, of. that makes it seem very US too, but no, it doesn't happen a lot. That was my first and last time. And that was, you know, almost two decades ago. So, Okay. I've never heard anyone else with a story like this, so it's it's rare. Okay, that's better. It's rare. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I've never even put in anything somewhat close to this. This was just a bad circumstance I caught. And then anytime I would go to the south after that, I would make sure like I kind of had um or just North Carolina, not the south. I would I would get like a off duty cop just to make sure these people never came back for me and all that stuff. But then after a while, it it fizzled out, you know. Hmm. Wow, because you,
0: you, you were traveling uh, alone, you didn't have a friend or uh, an agent with All you. All by myself. Okay. All by so myself. Okay. Wow, Whew. great. Uh, yeah. Great deal of emotion there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I, I'm baffled actually. <laughs> like, speechless. Yeah. So okay, and uh, another story maybe uh, that really made you
1: laugh. Until today, <laughs> sometimes do you have something? Oh, something like I, there's there's way more good stories. That's the only bad story I really have, you know. Um, and that's good. I right? don't even. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Like good stories. I, I mean, I, I think for me, like just the whole experience of like going to like another country and like being able to like connect with that crowd, or even another city and being able to connect with that crowd. Not even like, you know, knowing a single person in that crowd to me is, is worth like every ounce of DJing, you know? And, and um,
0: why is that? Can you, can you explain it in a few words for you?
1: I don't know. It's those, it's those, that, that one sentence that like at the end of the night when someone is like, oh my God, your set, your set like rocked my life or your set made me wanna be a DJ or your set is, you know, everything I needed right now right now and you know what I mean just hearing those words of like positive reinforcement is just like it just makes it all worth it you know what I mean it makes you realize like how much more you love DJing like you can't put a dollar amount on that on those words right there you know just Mm -hmm. knowing somebody had a great night while you were DJing you know the the impact you have on other people's life yes exactly you know or like when people will still like you know, years later kind of come up to me and be like, that one night when you played here, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the night, that's the night, that night this happened, like blah, 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 this happened. And you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it'll shake you too, <laughs> but in a good way. That's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. And that's what's, that what is making you continue to do that,
1: right? Of course, that that's right cool. there. Like I said, that's that's worth more than any dollar amount. Like that's just... That is the, the fuel that keeps you, like, kind of keep doing what we do, you know?
0: True. And at some point in your career, did you have to had a side job to compensate, I don't know, with money, or you always
1: had the, the DJ life? And- uh, in the beginning, yes. Um, I was a bartender up until, like, probably about six, seven years into DJing. And then I got to a point where I was just getting enough gigs that I was able to kind of stop, you know, the day job. And then, um, yeah, then I traveled for years, did all that. And then I got into like, um, I started my own like cooking company and I did that again for a while and catering and stuff. And then I eventually just went back to DJing. It's just, it's, you know, I never stopped DJing, but, you know, I just, Full-time DJing is just where my heart is, where my passion is, you know?
0: You just dropped a, a tiny bomb that I want to dig in. A cooking <laughs> company? Tell me more. I <laughs> love <laughs> so, yeah. cooking,
1: so tell me more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I I started having some health issues. Long story longer, I started messing around with my diet. Found out I was allergic to dairy and gluten. I was already vegetarian. And then, I don't know, I'm full Italian. So <laughs> if you can't tell by the hands... But um, yeah, I just started just trying to cook meals that I would eat when I was just vegetarian trying to make them vegan and gluten-free. So then it was just started like that. And then next thing you know, I had like friends constantly like, hey man, can you just cook for me? You know, like I want to eat healthy. I want to eat your food and just messing around a lot with different recipes and flavors and tastes. And it's a, a lot like DJing. I'm sure you can, you know, i with me on this. You can totally agree. A cooking book on the way or, <laughs> you know, eventually, eventually,
0: but yes. I was, I was
1: doing quite a bit during the pandemic. I started, um, I started up again because I was doing like private chef work for a while. And then, um, yeah, during the pandemic, I started doing like meal planning and meal prep and it was crazy. I'd had quite a bit of clients, um, but then when DJing picked up full time, I was like, I couldn't juggle both, you know? Yeah, imagine. But I love <laughs> it. I love cooking. I love playing with flavors and seasonings and taste and everything.
0: It, it looks a lot like music, actually. I mean, cooking and it, music, it's kind of the same. Huh? It's, you know. It's
1: literally. And there's so many DJs I know that are like great chefs. I'm like, yeah, it's like hand in hand, I swear. <laughs>
0: It's, I mean, maybe I should do a,
1: a cooking uh, podcast with DJ. There
0: you go. Cooking DJ uh, podcast. Yeah. I dropped an idea like that. So maybe for all the DJs, uh, we spend time sharing a meal and we prep it, uh, you know, via Zoom.
1: Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> it
0: be an idea, actually, because I, I did actually with a friend, uh, a remote, because I'm in uh, Okay. Remote. And a friend of okay. mine is in London and he really wanted to show me a, a recipe from India. And I said like, Oof. yeah, just write it down. And it's okay. He said like, no, 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 no. We meet online and uh, I cook with you. And I was like, okay. And we had a great time. It was so fun. i prepare. already sold. Day. I love Indian food. Already sold. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, no, it was really funny actually. And uh, so I said like, yeah, I should do it more actually to, to cook with, uh, with friends even remotely because now, you know, with the, this technology you can now. So it's, it's great. Yeah. It's so cool. So you're, you're, Italian. So you, you, you have more Italian flavor in your, in your cooking or it's from all over the place.
1: All over the place. Um, but I think kind of started out very Italian. Cause that's all I knew how to make, you know, just like what I learned from my mom, you know um, which is funny. Cause now I cook for anytime I go home, I'm the one cooking for her. Like she's like, no, 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 I'm just going to make you cook. Uh, but it started out like that, and then it got into a lot of, like, you know, very typical American, like, uh, a lot of dipping sauces. Like, that's just where we are. We're all about sauces here. So, but what I was, like, kind of, like, going at is, like, you know, the the vegetables and the food is almost like a blank canvas. And then it's, like, the sauce is what really makes it. So, I would just focus on, like, sauces and, like mm. I said, things to dip in. I'm like, ah, anybody can make a protein. Anybody can make this. Anybody can, anybody can, you know, grill veggies and do that. But what really makes it is, you know, sauce. That's the binder. It is everything. So that was like, yeah, my main focus. And that's kind of what won everyone over when I was cooking. So what's your favorite sauce then? <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know. Right now, it depends too. Cause it's like, I go through, you know, I'll go through like some months where all I want to eat is like Mediterranean food, you know? Like uh, I like a lot of Greek food and Middle Eastern food. And then I go through like a couple months. Like right now, I've been on like an Asian kick for quite some time. So um, I, I love it all. Like I love a good peanut lime sauce. I love, you know, I love Thai food. I love like a co- good coconut curry. I like a red curry. I like a green curry. Like, wow. Love Indian food. You know what I mean? I like a good tiki masala. Like, so it, it kind of depends what mood I'm in that day, you know. I I couldn't say I have just like one favorite sauce. Yeah, it's different. Unless it's like a really good marinara, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So
0: you you have a, a family recipe, maybe <laughs> secret recipe? Yeah,
1: I, do. I have ah, a pretty good one. I do all right.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> maybe one day if you all yeah, can share it. <laughs> I, yeah, I
1: can totally share it with you. That's so
0: nice. So do you do some cooking evenings with the other DJs sometimes or just like you meet
1: them? And- uh, we used to. When I said I lived with like the three other DJs, like okay. we would do that a lot. And then we would just have like um, a lot of barbecues and it would just be all DJs. <laughs> like there'd be like 20 DJs. Like this is hysterical. <laughs> um, but yeah, we and then all my roommates would cook too. Like a day like today, today's Cinco de Mayo. So we would all cook like a bunch of like you know, like me, all our Mexican, like our favorite Mexican dishes. And then, you know, we, we would go live on Twitch or we would, um, you know, just invite a bunch of friends over and just kind of play all our favorite music. Like, yeah, we've had, we've definitely done some cooking parties and stuff like that. Nice.
0: Yeah. True. That's Cinco de Mayo in, uh, in U S we, we don't have that uh, holiday here, but, uh, because we are far from Mexico, of course,
1: right. <laughs> but, uh, but, and Normally, this is the first year I'm off on this day. I was supposed to DJ in Houston tomorrow, and I had a 5 a.m. flight, so I took today off so that I would be, like, well-rested because I have a, I had a really busy weekend. And then uh, something happened where the promoter had to cancel on me last minute. So I'm actually off today. So as soon as we finish, I will be getting tacos and a michelada, nice. which is a beer with, like, tomato juice. And I don't know. It's just – it's a good, delicious Mexican drink. <laughs> Oh, okay. We don't know that here look, as well. <laughs> look up Michilata. Michilata. I'll send you the spelling. I'll send you the spelling. It's oh, they're amazing. Share it on the show as well. The show, notes yeah. The oh film. my god, they're amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna go go grab one of those in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh my god, a lot of work. Uh, did you
1: ever got into producing music? You know it. I did quite a bit in the beginning. Um, and then I started touring when I started touring with the artist, it was like really good to have that to kind of do on the road. So I was, like, I got pretty big into it. And then um, I started doing a radio show and it was just really time consuming. Like I was doing it like three times a day, like morning show, midday show, afternoon show. And then I kind of just lost the bug for like production. And then I try to get back into it every once in a while. And then I just, I haven't really had the itch to, you know, Mm. and just kind of stuck with just DJing, you know? Any project of coming back to producing or? Not really. It just, it's so time consuming, you know? So it's like, I do my own edits and like all that kind of stuff, but that's about it right now. Like I have, I haven't made beats in probably five years. I was hoping to, I brought my machine back when I came from New York last time. Um, and I brought my, uh, what's it called, uh, Ableton push. And I was so excited to like, get back into it. And then I just, I got busy again, you know, just life. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good busy,
0: huh? So don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's cool. I, I like it. <laughs> Do you have, uh, any big projects you're working on right now?
1: uh nothing too crazy right now things are kind of chill so just uh just traveling probably like once a month djing and teaching that's it nothing too crazy
0: so quite quiet dj life (laughs)
1: quiet dj life yeah
0: is there some uh some jams around uh, your place except from the the institute of the big junkies or
1: like events yeah gatherings or yeah, you know, I haven't seen a ton, like I kind of just see all the DJs back to work, but I haven't really seen a ton. I saw Newmark is playing next week. I was going to go check that out. But yeah, I haven't really seen a ton like any of the bastard barbecue stuff like that. I mean, I know there's there's like festivals and stuff, but I haven't seen um a ton of like big turntable stuff or Even any of the the DJ schools kind of having like, you know, the big parties like they used to do, like the Ladies of Sound used to like, you know, once a month or every other month have these like big kind of like a market where they would sell clothes and food and all this stuff. And then we would like, you know, all get around the table and scratch. Like I kind of haven't seen that stuff since before the pandemic. So I'm ready for that stuff to come back. I love that. Wow.
0: Can you tell us more about the Ladies of Sound?
1: So they're um, a part of like the beat junkies and they focus on like, you know, women empowerment and it's just absolutely lovely what they do. And I know they do a lot for the community. And like I said, like once, uh, every couple of months they would just do these events where it would get, you know, they'd invite all their students and, you know, just sell a bunch of like stuff, whether it had to do with like DJing or not, and food and just a big gathering, like a barbecue, you know, and then we'd all get together and scratch. Nice. And ladies yeah. only. No, no, no. There was t- it was it was open to all.
0: Oh, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. I thought it was a uh, ladies only something. Uh,
1: I mean, events. No, uh, no it, know. it's like a focus in ladies, but it's not like it's just ladies, you know, but it's like a, you know. Majority are gonna be ladies there, but yeah, it's definitely open to everyone. Yeah, totally. Cool.
0: And do you know other, a lot of other ladies of the turntables in, uh, in
1: your area? I don't, just shorty really. Um, I, I mean, uh, Rye Toast used to be here, but she left. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's dope. Um, yeah, there's not a ton of like female turntablist here. Oh, Patty Clover though. Patty Clover's dope. Oh, true. So I'll see her every once in a while too. Um, but yeah, she they would all be at these events. So it, for me, it was great. And Shorty would always be there. So we'd all get to see each other. And, and sometimes step one would come down from the bay. And yeah, it would be like a nice little family gathering.
0: In the US where well, the scene is way bigger for sure, you you also have a lot of, uh, I mean, not a lot at all of ladies uh, scratching. and yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad. I mean, that's cool. Um, huh? I mean, it's always like, um, you know, you feel like a bit lonely sometimes just to you know to hang out and to 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 talk with a a fellow female, <laughs> you know. Right, right. So, you know? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you know some some younger ladies that are really into that and that uh, would love to be more involved into the the scene?
1: um I'm trying to think kind of drawing a blank right now I don't I don't really know like I I know there's definitely like a couple of my students but I don't know if they're fully like just into like just scratching like they're more like into like the whole side of DJing um I feel like I'm forgetting someone right now and tomorrow like later I'm gonna be like oh my god you know but
0: I I, I just can't think
1: of anyone right now (laughs)
0: Don't worry. <laughs> and um, did someone in the ladies' top list just like blew your mind like recently, or that really changed your view on the whole stuff? Apart from Shorty for sure, uh, <laughs> because she's a goat. <laughs> I mean, she's a wow.
1: <laughs> but, uh, uh, someone, yeah, Javen, Javen, totally Javen. She probably a a couple of years ago, I remember just seeing a video and like, whoa, this girl is going to just like, wow. And and every time I see a video or anything she does, and it's so funny because she's so lax and she's so like, "Eh, it's just this. And I'm like, it's just what? What do you mean? You know? So um, she's probably, she blows my mind quite a bit. Anytime I see a video from her, I haven't seen anything in a little while, but when I do, I'm always just like, oh my God, I share it before I even watch it fully. I'm like, yes, you know. Um, and again, DJ Emmy, like I, I've literally watched that. I think that that's how you pronounce it, right? Is it yeah, Emmy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the evolution of like where she was like a few years ago to now, I'm just like, holy shit, she's so good. She she's is. so good. You she, know, she
0: is. She did the street, the street style, right? Red Bull, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think she was a French champion, right? I think so. Yeah. And oh. then wait, wait, yeah. the other one that you said Matt Shorty, I can't. Uh, IpTech, LipTech? Uh, La Typique. La, okay, sorry. Couldn't pronounce her too. Like, fuck. Every time I see her videos, I'm like, fuck. Like, wow, these people are amazing. It's just that right there too. It's such inspiration for me. It makes me like, it makes me like, A, proud of what I, you know, done as like you know kind of being able to like make a path for this but also just like amazed to see where it's at you know I'm just like holy shit these girls are so good I love this you know I got the chills
0: each time I see a new video and I'm like wow
1: that's (laughs) what I'm saying like I see these videos and I'm just I get the chills too and it's just (laughs) like no we're like, yo, you're like a pioneer in this stuff. And I'm like, dude, but these girls, like, this is like, come on, you know?
0: I have to admit that sometimes I'm like, wow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, you know, like a kid discovering something new and each time I'm, I'm blown away again. So it's not, yeah,
1: you know, it never stops. The, the, the amazement never stops. <laughs> so- never, never. Like you never stop learning. That's sure. the one thing I, I tell people about DJing. Like you're never too good. You'll always keep learning. Oh, that's
0: a good lesson. What would you say to uh, a younger self or someone young that want to start DJing and what can they learn or uh, avoid or try that you didn't and would love to have known back then? Man,
1: I would just like soak up all the knowledge. There's so much knowledge out there right now. My other advice would just be to practice as much as you can, whenever you can, because that is going to always show. Um, And just not to take things too literally, you know, because like there are a lot of haters out there and people that want to knock you down and people that want to tell you that, you know, you suck or whatever it is that day that, you know, they want to say, to, to bring you down. So just not to let the haters get you down and just try to focus on yourself and focus on bettering yourself as a DJ and a person, you know?
0: Hmm. Do you have a, a lot of, uh,
1: not haters, but stuff to like that to, to deal with? I, I used to, not now. I, I, I find it's a little less, it's not as bad as it used to be. I think with just like the whole bullying and, um, you know, finally being something that's like talked about now Mm -hmm. I find it I mean but every once in a while like you know I'll do like a video for you know and Phase will post it and someone will be like oh I bet you can't do those on technique 1200s and I'm like well I'm actually on technique 1200 so yes I can (laughs) you know like just people that don't don't really know or they're like you couldn't do that with real vinyl and needles and it's like well I I started that way so yes I can (laughs) But you know what I mean? But like, so that's kind of like the hating now, whereas like before it was like a lot of like, you know, a lot about gender, a lot about like, oh, you, you're just getting these gigs because you're a girl, you're just getting this, this and that. But now it's, there's so much beautiful women empowerment now that it's like, you don't see that as much anymore. If anything, you see people like, you know, throwing flames on her post and constantly like reinforcing like positivity. That's good. Thankfully thankfully it's right. finally like getting there you know yeah yeah so how did you
0: cope with uh, the hatred back then or just like someone really nasty
1: how do you do that uh you know I'd have my moments I'd get emotional sometimes and I'd get really upset but then I would always have to kind of like you know bring myself like ground myself and bring myself back down and be like you know what fuck those haters I'm gonna show them and you know that kind of gave me like the fire to just keep doing what I was doing and to do bigger things to be working with bigger artists to be touring to just push myself to like where I needed where I you know wanted to be not needed where I wanted to be you know so you kind of use these a small spark as well to push yeah further totally totally used it, you know? And it's like, you could have went one or two ways with it. I could have sat there and like cried and been like, poor me. But instead I was like, you know, I'd have my little poor me moment. I'm not gonna lie. You know, <laughs> I'm still female. I'm still human. Um, so I would like kind of have those moments. Cause it wouldn't would be a lot of like men, like just kind of coming down on me, you know, and just saying some really mean things to me. So, uh, I would just try to channel it in the most positive way that I could and try to push it out in another positive way and teach other people like how to channel it positively.
0: Nice. So did you see that shift of uh, behavior, like, I don't know, five, six years ago or a bit less?
1: Yeah. I'd say once the DJ school started opening and more people were starting to be like very open about teaching and, Explaining and um yeah, it, it it became like the scratch community was always really tight. You could always tell who wasn't in the scratch community by the people that would be haters, you know what I mean? I always found love in the scratch community versus like when I was in like I used to play a lot of like EDM and stuff like that, but I always found love in the scratch community. So I never really dealt with it in there. Mm-hmm. Um I always if anything, there was like so much love. But Uh, but yeah, I would say once, like, you know, again, like the DJ school started opening and there was less, like, we need to hide these skills and not teach Mm. them to people. Like it was the opposite. It was like, yo, I want some students. I'm going to, you know, help them and teach them. And then, you know, we can build this school and we can do this. And so, yeah, I'd say with that and like with Instagram being so open for people, to just kind of learn YouTube as well. There's so many DJs out there, like explaining their tips and tricks. Even if you have a Serato issue, you can literally just go right on YouTube and be like, how do I do this? And it's like, boom, there's the answers. You know, it's lovely. It is. It's a it's great a chance. When you have a great time to DJ. Yeah, it is a great time to DJ right now.
0: Yeah, so, and and the gear is so accessible. I mean, not every gear, but uh, if you have a tiny setup, a tiny control, you can have it for 50 bucks
1: everything. You can do everything. I'm, Yeah. Literally like a $70 controller and you can take over the world. To, stop to take over. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Tiny budget, you know, and then you, uh, you scale up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started on like a little, like DJ in a box kit, like two shitty turntable, Gemini turntables and a Gemini mixer. So it's like, you know, you can do it. Did you have the turntables at your place uh, when, as a kid, your parents or grandparents? Or yeah, my parents always. My dad was a huge vinyl listener, so he always had he had um, but he had like the old the whole setup where it had like the tape cassettes and all that. Not never just like a separate turntable. I think we had one at one point, but then it was just always the whole thing. So you were exposed to the turntables already early on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my father wants to kill me because I opened up so many of his old records from like the 70s, 60s and 70s, like old John Lennon records and amazing records that he probably could have like made a lot of money for. Plus, I think he just wanted to keep for himself. But I, you know, when I started DJing, I just started opening up all of them and just scratching and playing with them and I'm trying to sample them and I'm doing this and I got Woodstock records and I got Yoko Ono records and I'm like... (laughs) you know just kind of messing around with him but yeah I definitely ruined a bunch of his stuff
0: (laughs) oh wow sorry about that
1: (laughs) I didn't know I was young you know I didn't know any better come on like I was young you know I don't know
0: a single DJ when a young a youngster that didn't you know try to handle his tiny clingy hands all the records and maybe fell down or you know
1: yeah scratch it away on another <laughs> so and back then there is this company called stanton they used to make these needles and they were really really sharp and then i you know i'd put my dad's record on and then something happens and i knock it and then it's like Urgh! and then it would like literally now the record skips you know like so yeah i definitely have my my share oops oh, oops
0: <laughs> sorry dad <laughs> Sorry. yes yeah those those records from the 70s are kind of Expensive now. I mean, even back then, they were kind of highly sought after, but uh, it was a great era yeah. for vinyl. So, yeah, nice. <laughs> and um, to conclude our interview, uh, do you have any, I don't know, bangers right now that are just blowing your mind that you want to share with us? Songs that you really love right now that you're obsessed with, or artists, or something that just like made you like flip
1: <laughs> recently? Oh, God. I'm trying to think, uh, I like a lot of dance hall music. But like, I love Shenzia, I love, um, I like a lot of Latin music, uh, any of the, you know, Carol G. I can't think of like an act, like a song that just like had me though. Like I love, I love Afrobeat. I love, um, I, don't, I don't even know. I can't think of like just one song right now. There's, there's so many good songs. So no, I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe just something that you just listed, like, I don't know,
0: yesterday and you were just like having like the time of your life. I don't know.
1: Just enjoy uh, it. Yeah. Let me look at my Spotify really please, quick. Please, I'm please, like, what Please. What was it's made I for that? <laughs> listening to? I love, I absolutely love, and it's kind of, you know, poppy and new, but then the, the sweetie in her song because like that whole disco vibe is really big right now true, uh, true, true, true. i really like that talking okay, about I the like, 70s <laughs> uh yeah i've i've really like i'm into a lot of the like you know the weekend and like all that kind of like 70s remake kind of sounding like new disco-ish stuff We're really into that right now on a personal um, level not on a dj level <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of depends, though, because I have, like, some some more chill gigs or some other gigs where people, uh, you know, I, I'm playing, like, a bit more, lo- not loungy, but vibey, you know, like, in the beginning of the night, mm. you know? So, um, you, you play more of your
0: tunes, or it's more for the crowd you will go with?
1: It's a mix. I kind of go, you know, back and forth with all that stuff.
0: Did you... Had- at some point to play some things or maybe many songs that you were not okay with at
1: all or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had nights where they're just like, or residencies that are just like, hey, no more hip hop. And they want you to play house. Like they were like, we're going in a different direction. We want just house music all night. And I'm just like, I love house, but I don't love four hours of house music, you know? I don't love four hours of just like being stuck in one genre. No, I lie, I can do that for hip hop. Um, but I can't do four hours of house music is what I'm saying. I can't, I just can't, it's just too much for me. And, and there's a lot of house that I love, like love. I came up on house and EDM, but I just can't, it's just a different vibe. You know what I mean? But, um, I've been there, I've been there where they're just like, Hey, no more of this anymore. No more of that. And then they're just, which also then it just like, it messes with your brain. Cause then you're just like, wow but I know the crowd wants this, you know, so it's tough.
0: So you had to deal with it, but uh,
1: you managed it. Manage it, you figure it out, (laughs) you figure it out and you find dope remixes then you're like, you know what? There's this dope remix of this song so I can play that instead.
0: So it pushes you to
1: be more creative, right? Sure, yeah, no, that's definitely the one good thing it teaches you is how to be more creative.
0: Never stop looking then never never ever ever thank you very much i was uh, thrilled to talk to you and to to have uh, our little chat together thank you very much for your time thank you thank it's you been and, a pleasure uh, yeah me too and uh i really hope to to meet you one day uh,
1: flesh and blood <laughs> somewhere yeah
0: so you gotta let me know if
1: you you make it over this way
0: please I will contact you before
1: <laughs> so we can. Uh... Or I'll come over and you can cook for me. Please. Yes. <laughs> I would love to do that.
0: I would love to do that. Yes. And uh, we can make a, a cooking evening or. You know,
1: we I love cooking. it. We'll, we'll cook and scratch. Perfect. Yay! Awesome. That's the best, best.
0: cooking scratch. What's best? I love it. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anna. And um, take care. Um, wishing you a lot of gigs. Happiness, health, and everything good in your life, and um,
1: I see you soon. <laughs> okay, you me. take care, honey.
0: Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning table. Ladies of the turning tables. Ladies of the turning tables you for listening to the ladies of Returning tables episode six with dj analyze from california make sure to follow her on her social media a double n a l y z e analyze like share Comment, you know, sharing is caring, you know, deal. It means a lot for the podcast. And let me know what you think. And see you in a month on the Radio Vacarum first and then on all the podcast platforms of your choosing. And have fun, guys.